Chile Today podcast. I'm Bethany Francis. And I'm Alicia Lubin. We're two broads living abroad, broadcasting from Santiago, Chile. We explore Chilean news, cultural topics, travel, business, and more. The Chile Today podcast is the first ever bi-weekly English-speaking Chilean news podcast. To learn more about the news topics you'll hear today, check out chiletoday.cl and enjoy quick updates from around the country on Instagram at Chile Today News. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Also, if you're feeling generous, rate and review us so more folks can interact with our show. And to offer more support, head over to buymeacoffee.com slash pod for exclusive content, behind-the-scenes action, and bloopers. If you'd like to hear about a certain topic, have a story to share, or would like to ask a question, contact us directly through Instagram at Podcast. Hello. Hey. This is our what fourth time getting to record together with our faces facing each other, or third time? Third time. I think it's third time. Oh, counting third time's hard. a charm. Third counting so hard. It is hard. Yeah, but I'm so I'm just enjoying this so much. Like literally the highlight of my two two weeks. I feel like you come here and podcast you know gets here too, and all we do is like shoot the shit for an hour. And yes. it feels great. It's just like we hang out and try to stall and just hang out until we're like, okay, now it's time to professional. Now it's time. Quote unquote professional. Performing. <laughs> performing the performing arts of podcasts. Yes. Yes. So how have you been? How's been your two weeks since I've seen you last? Mm, good, productive, pretty busy, been outside more. Mm. I got to soak up some sunshine. How about you? I, uh, you know, I'm an inside kind of gal, so I haven't really been outside that much, but I have walked around the, the neighborhood a little bit with my boyfriend who drags me out of the house to go on walks like a, like a doggy because he likes to walk. I don't know if he's walking me or I'm walking him because he likes to walk. Okay. Anyway. So yeah, I just been, um, just doing my thing. I watched all four Toy Story movies over the weekend, which was glorious. Which one's your favorite? Good question. I think my favorite is the OG. The OG Toy Story. Yeah, Yeah. it's gotta be. Have you seen all four? I have. Yeah. The fourth one I saw in theaters in one of those, what is it? It's 3D theaters? I don't know. But it makes the chair rock back and forth and they're like mist water on your face. 4D, yeah. Yeah. Forget 3D. There's 4D now. Wait, you went to a 4D for, like, where was there water and... Toy Story where they misted your face. I don't remember, but I remember I had we we went in um here in Chile in Santiago and what? went into the movie theater and it was only in Spanish, which is good because that's about my level of Spanish is like maybe a second grader. So it was <laughs> nicely. And I remember that like well they would go down, they were having their adventure that the toys were, but I don't remember the what time well like at what point we got misted, but it was alarming. And that was definitely appreciated. not the forty. That was some dude in the back. <laughs> oh god, right? What movie Shady it? things happen in movie theaters. I've read some suspicious things. I have friends who work in movie th- worked in movie theaters and they've told me all sorts of horror stories about oh, just just appalling things. Teenagers oh. having their first experiences in <laughs> in theaters. I had my first kiss in a movie theater. I think I had my first kiss at confirmation, but the second one. At confirmation? Yeah. Like Catholic confirmation? Lutheran. Girl. Lutheran confirmation? Yeah. Escándalo. We snuck out. It was great. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. 
adorable. Yeah, it was cute till we got got, but it was really romantic. I have made out in a church parking lot. Oh, yeah. Churches are the best because your parents don't assume anything. So. Yeah, well, that and my dad was a preacher, so, I mean, I was always at church. You're a PK? I am. Oh, my God. Yeah, my dad was a preacher. I went to church, like, three times a week, and, uh, yeah, I still have, like, fantasies about, like, like church. There's something weird going on in my psyche. I remember we found out – I. I I was also one of those kids that was in church like three days a week. I went to Christian school too. So just all oh, the things yeah, like, girl. bless Jesus. But <laughs> I found out we, we would acolyte. I don't know if you guys had that at your church, but acolytes would be the ones who, they were like the kids that dressed up in robes that would light the candles before each service. Like, like what are they called? Uh, altar boys? Yeah. But no. it was altar people. And yeah. um, non-gender specific no, altar, altar, altar people. Yeah. Altar, altar children. People. Altar children. Um, but they... <laughs> Stored the communion wine in with where we had our row. <laughs> we found that out at like the right time in middle school. Let yes. me tell you. No, <laughs> yes. News. <laughs> okay. All right. Some updates for you guys regarding the quarantine. We have um, a couple of the kumunas are entering phase three. Phase three. Third phase. Um, so those kumunas include Las Condes, Nunoa, Pitacura, Los Andes, San Felipe, San Jose de Maipo, and Pravi, Providencia. Um, so some things that you can do now. Sports. So activities are permitted um, as long as you have five or fewer people. Fewer? Fewer, 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 fewer people. Sorry, excuse me. Fewer people. Uh, five or fewer people, um, which I don't know what sport has five people. Well, I maybe think it's two. five or fewer people if you're in a closed area, like a gym. Right. But still, even if I'm in a closed area, like what's that other person doing? Wouldn't it be two and two? And maybe like a ref? Maybe there's – bring a ref along. Um, and maybe then, tennis. Like tennis might be okay. That's true. Two people, two people tennis. Two, two. And then switch one out. Um, and then if you're in an open space, you can have 25 folks kicking a ball around, throwing a ball, anything mm-hmm. falls, you guys can do it. 25 yes. or fewer people. Um, events, you can have a maximum of 50 people. So if you are pending a marriage, go ahead and do that. Um, but not you, 500 person wedding. Don't do that. Thing. Yeah. Don't my, do my, my, my boyfriend's sister's going to have to wait a bit. Scene choir. Um, and then you can move. Throughout the communas that are also in the same phase as yours. So if you, yeah, you can move pretty freely between those. So basically if you live in Las Condes, you can go to Providencia, but not the center. Right. Because it's not in phase three, like like Las Condes, Nunoa, the rest. For you party animals, you can stay out till 11 p.m. still. Um, and if you're traveling to a different region, uh, you have to have some special paperwork and there's a sanitary customs there. Saturdays and Sundays, you can go outside. And restaurants can have public and open spaces with a minimum of two meters between folks and can function at 25% capacity. Great. But not pubs, right? I don't think so. Not pubs. I still need to figure out what constitutes a pub because my favorite place in the world is a pub, but I don't know if it's a pub, like, by the legal stance or a restaurant. If anybody knows that legal stuff, message us. Any any, uh, (laughs) pub... Professionals Any or professionals, professionals on on uh, 
Catholic communion. It's just oh right gosh. in, please. Yes. It, uh, especially, like, if you also, if you own a pub and you are listening to this podcast, tell us, because we are more than happy to support your pub on our pages and on our podcast. And we will visit you when and we can. And we will def- we'll, we'll visit you. We'll bring podcast Pinguina. We'll bring his assistant, Diego. We'll get drunk there. We might even interview you. So just message us. So less fun news. Unemployment rises to the highest figure in a decade. So the National Statistics Institute, INE, last employment report shows the unemployment in Chile reached 13.1% between May and July. Uh, This is the highest figure in a decade, even worse than was seen in the recession of 2010. Chile uh, first plunge started plunging into an economic crisis during the protests of last year. According to central bank data, unemployment has been rising since November 2019. And as COVID hit the country, more businesses had to shut down as a result of quarantine measures, leading to yet higher unemployment. According to the INE, the workforce shrank by 15.6% during the quarter, while the number of occupied persons fell 20.6% over 12 months. Um, Daily Diario Financiero reported that um, that that would translate to 1.8 million jobs lost. Informal jobs nosedived with a 35.7% reduction. Worst hit was the accommodations and food service sectors with a drop of 49.5%. Crazy. Followed by construction with 34.8% and commerce with 24.9% reduction. Following the the recommendations of the International Labor Organization, INE added a section on impacts of COVID-19 has had on the income of citizens. Of the 7 million employed, 22.8 declared some loss of income, while 58.1 were able to maintain it. INE said of the 1.5 million informal workers, 50.6 experienced some loss of income in the past months. So that's a lot of numbers, basically only a very small point. Porn? Porn. Oh my. <laughs> Only a very small percentage of the population has been able to maintain their their finances. I mean, only 58.1% of the people who still have jobs that are not, that are in like the 22 per numbers. You heard my numbers. There you go. They were there. You can rewind it if you want to hear them again. <laughs> Just click back. It's 15 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. 15 seconds. <laughs> Just 15 seconds. There you go. And I think that's too, like, that led to some of the folks withdrew all of their pension funds. You can't withdraw, well, yes. So you could only withdraw up to a certain amount, but the thing was is because informal workers don't have a lot of money in their mm-hmm. pensions, they took out the total amount that they were, that the 10% would allow, which was also, I think it was, you can either withdraw 10% or up to 500000 So if you had less than 500000 in your pension then you withdrew all of it but the thing was is what kind of human can retire on five hundred thousand pesos like so five hundred thousand yeah five hundred thousand pesos yes sorry my brain oh my goodness it's gonna be an interesting to be fair it was a lot of numbers (laughs) i'm so bad at math i was like this is our fourth our fourth (laughs) podcast Okay, so then you you have I am literally traumatized from numbers from my childhood. So anyway, next we have a palta falta a falta palta <laughs> palta falta palta falta. Um, so the United Nations experts warn that avocado production and electricity projects violate international laws on human rights. 
Uh, they said that the government must guarantee water supply, especially considering the COVID-19 health emergency. However, Chilean authorities continue to grant water rights to companies and fail to control the illegal use of water. Mm. On the morning of August 20th, Leo Heller, a UN special reporter on the rights to safe drinking water and sanitation, said avocado and electricity production should not be prioritized over people's right to health and water access. The expert warned that industries should address the negative effects on their activities on the ability to guarantee these rights. Heller, alongside seven other UN specialists on fundamental rights, referred specifically to the controversial hydroelectric project Alto Maipo and avocado businesses in Valpo. He said that the government does not fulfill its international obligations regarding human rights if they prioritize economic development over citizens' right to health and water access. The experts consider the risk of water shortage as even greater in the context of, pand of the pandemic, pointing out that Chile is one of the most affected countries in the world. Mm, yes, I mean, it is. It's like Chile and the U.S. being best buds again. Um, yeah, so fun fact, I used to work for the Alto Maipo project, not something I'm proud of. I didn't work in any, like, official capacity, like, supporting the project, but I did teach English there. And uh, that was interesting because a lot of my friends were protesting against it when I first moved here, like people I met. And I was like, oh, I know what that is. I work there. And they're like, you work there? And I was like, I don't, what is this? What is this project? Have you heard about this project? Um, briefly, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's basically just a hydroelectric power plant they're building up in the mountains. And it's taking water away from, from people in that area and the crops and um, to produce electricity, and it, it's obviously controversial for obvious reasons, uh, especially since not all that electricity is going to um, the citizens of Chile. Some of it's even getting exported out to Argentina. So yeah. guacamole, more like guaca. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no, never stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Never give up. Hold your head high. Reach the top. Okay, so. Chile is going to participate in phase three of the COVID-19 vaccine trials. So numerous, numerous pharmaceutical, I can't even say the word numerous. <laughs> what is what it's, okay. it's okay, it's okay, Rita. Numbers. It's all, good. it's all good. Okay, numerous pharmaceutical companies around the world are working on vaccines to fight COVID-19. According to the New York Times, there are currently more than 165 vaccines in development and 32 of those in human trials. Among them is U.S.-based Johnson & Johnson Pharmaceutical company. Um, the company has been researching and testing for months now and will begin phase three of its trial in September. As the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention explains, quote, in phase three, the vaccine is given to thousands of people and tested for efficiency and safety. Um, uh, Johnson has selected Chile to be part of phase three. According to LUN, the company said that the selection, quote, took into account the current prevalence of the disease and the demographics of the population. Last month, Nature published an early version of a peer-reviewed peer paper that showed that in a non-human preclinical study, uh, Johnson's vaccine has caused an immune response against COVID-19. This resulted in green lights for the pharmaceutical company to start testing on humans. Uh, they plan to enroll 60,000 participants to test the vaccine in Peru, Colombia, and Brazil. Um, are also going to participate. In Chile, the University of Chile's medical department will be in charge of the process. Miguel Orion, a doctor with the department, explained to Bio Bio 
that the vaccine consists of other viruses, quote, that do not cause diseases, but allow for a genetic segment of the coronavirus to be introduced into the body, causing cells to produce the spike protein of the coronavirus. Um, Johnson's goal for the future are high, provided that the investigational vaccine proves to be safe and effective. The company aims to manufacture over 1 billion doses to be distributed globally through 2021. Aside from the Johnson trial in June, the Catholic University of Chile signed an agreement with Chinese laboratory Sinovac Biotech to evaluate the vaccine that Sino Sinovac Biotech is developing. The agreement includes human trials in Chile once vaccine reaches phase three. In late July, the Ministry of Health also announced Chile's participant participation in COVID vaccine trial that Oxford University, British pharmaceutical company AstraZeneca are developing. All vaccine trials that take place in Chile have to be pre-approved by the country's public health institute. If the institute approves Jan uh, Johnson's trial, the trial will begin here in September. So uh, we got Britain, we got China, we got the U.S., Hopefully, we, we are all over the place. Hopefully, we'll be one of the first countries to get a hold of one of those vaccines, whichever place it comes from. Love it. Yeah. So, my bet's on China. Um, so, I'm going to put right now that China's going to get the first vaccine. I don't think we're going to get it first, but I think China's going to win the race. I think that the U.S. is going to win the race. I'll Ooh. put 10 mil on it. Okay. And Pinguino, you think Britain's got it? Okay. So, Pinguino says Britain. You got... Uh, you got U.S., I got China. We're going to do 10 mil or or whatever, or 10 mil equivalent. I'm just going to buy you 10 mil of wine or something. Okay, I'll buy or you whatever you want. 10 mil of chicken tendies. Okay, great. I love it. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm very optimistic about that, so that's good news. All right, we got some news about some trucks that give no fucks. <laughs> uh <laughs> I'm sorry. Thank you. Uh, announced earlier last week, Chile's National Confederation of Truck Owners, or the CNTC, went on strike and blocked several main transit routes because um, the trucks trucks are big and they can block things. Mm -hmm. Demanding the government provides more safety for the union for the union members and their cargo. After last year's unrest, many conflicts have resurfaced, as in the case of uh, the Araucania conflict. In the last few months, protests and road barricades have been very common. The trucking industry has been especially hard hit by the latest violence, as many arson attacks have been directed at the freight trucks. In February, a driver passed away after his truck was set on fire. A more recent incident involved a nine-year-old girl who was shot in an attack. These events ultimately led to the union's decision to strike and demand more safety. With land freight being the most commonly used means of transportation in Chile, at least 95% by CNTC, I can't say it, CNTC accounts. You got it. The strike raises fears about supply chain disruptions, which could prove dangerous in times of a pandemic. In a statement, the CNTC apologized in advance for the disruption. Initially, the president of the Southern Truck Owners Union, Jose Villagran, told 24 Horas that they would not transport one single kilogram of sugar, nor a single kilogram of rice. But the CNTC then had a meeting with the Interior Minister Victor, Victor Perez and toned down the initial statement. They were like, okay, maybe just some rice. Yeah, maybe like, you know, people are already starving to death. Perhaps we shouldn't <laughs> cut off their rice cut and off sugar their rice support. support. Rice support. That, okay, that was good. Uh, instead, they said that they would stage peaceful protests and that the supply chain would not be disrupted. Okay, then. 
Well, okay. So, um, yeah, I think there's a lot of things going going bad with that truck, those mother truckers. With the truckers. With the trucker mothers. Slightly uh, tangentially related, the Mapuche leader Celestino Cordoba um, is ending his, or ended his hunger strike. Three months into his hunger strike, and after recording a farewell audio for his indigenous community, the spiritual leader decided to discontinue his hunger strike. I just scrolled really weird. Okay. The decision came on Tuesday, August 18th, following an agreement with the Chilean government. Cordova has been serving an 18-year prison sentence for a double homicide of an elderly couple in an arson attack in 2013. He started a hunger strike, hoping the government would comply with Convention 169 of the International Labor Organization and let him serve part of his sentence under house arrest in his community. The political and social conflicts in southern Chile have been at a boiling point this month. Apart from Cordova, other Mapuche prisoners have been on hunger strikes at different jails. Their protests motivated other Mapuche community members to occupy several municipal buildings in support of the, pre- of the measures. I just burped. Some resulted in violent clashes with civilians. I just needed you to know why there was a pause there. Uh, um, This is very serious. Some resulted in violent clashes with civilians and the police, as was the case at Karukatin's city town hall, which was attacked by an angry mob of anti-Mapuche radicals. Um, on August 18th, Sebastián Valenzuela, under Secretary of Justice, spelled out the deal between Celestino Cordova and the Chilean government. Several organizations got involved in finding the best solutions, such as the National Institute of Human Rights and the UN's Human Rights Office for South America. The government official mentioned a roadmap to follow. The first step is that once the um, the Matisse Health is restored, he can apply to a Center for Educational Education and Work, CET, at these centers, inmates can work and earn money to support their families and slowly integrate back into society. Another concession, having joined the CET, would allow Cordova 30 hours leave to visit his sacred altar, Rue. I'm not sure how to pronounce that in Mapunonkun. However, that would still depend on how COVID-19 pandemic and health crisis evolve. About the other inmates on hunger strikes, government officials said that if they break their strikes, correction officers... Uh, will not take administrative actions against them. They also said that CET applications sent in by indigenous people will be given priority. The highlight of the agreement is that in prisons where there is a high population of indigenous inmates, there will be special cell areas to set them apart from the rest of the jail community. So we'll see how that works out. Um, And we'll keep you updated on everything that's going on with uh, Celestino. And you can find information, updates, live information on that on chiletoday.cl. Or at Chile Today News. It's Chile Today News. For the Chile, Today, Chile Today News. They have a Twitter. All sorts of wonderful things. You can get full updates with lots of research articulated with explanations and numbers. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, I promise we're not drunk, but we might be after this podcast from our theme for today. Beer. Beer. Chilean beer. We're going to take you on a beer tour of Chile and beer. Chilean beer tour. Yeah, the theme music. Chilean beer tour. Do, do, do. Yes. So 
what are explain what we're gonna do, Alicia? Okay, so basically what we're gonna do is we're gonna give you a brief overview of beer, very brief, um, and kind of explain a couple of the terms that we might be using when we taste test these tasty brewskis. And Bethany was super nice and picked out um, a few flavorful beverages from Birvana. Birvana. If you haven't been to Birvana, we're Birvana. I haven't. No, I'm not drunk. I she really isn't. Uh, if uh, if you haven't been to Birvana, it's owned by uh, Green Gilt, a small business, and they import beers from all over the world, like really good artisanal beers. They own their own beer company, and they're also the owners of Honesto Mike, which is a um, a place that has a lot of really awesome beers on tap. So if you haven't been. Um, they might be opening soon because they have a lot of outdoor seating. So we'll see if that happens. But Birvana, it's uh, near Metro Tovalaba. Craft beers, and I think that they have Fat Tire from New Belgium, from what I'm I heard sure last. They, do. they have so many, so many good beers. Shout out Fort Collins, Colorado. Um, yeah. So, and then um, we're going to do that, and we're going to try the beers, and we're going to tell you about them. And Bethany prepared some nice information about the history of beer in Chile. Yeah. And she's going to tell us about that, too. Yeah, we're going to uh, test our palates. I have um, – I do not have a beer palate. Uh, Alicia does, so I'll do my best, and Alicia will try to keep the laughing at a minimum. Alicia <laughs> might have lost some of her beer palate, but yeah. we'll see if hey, I can I'll still flex my old brewery. When we do a wine episode, I'll get it back. I'll get it back. Are you good with wines? No. I, I'll be like, ah, this one is – Darker than the other. Ha ha ha. I have a pretty good wine palette. Awesome. We can help. Teamwork. Yes. Teamwork. Well, <laughs> just, really why don't you there. just punch the microphone? <laughs> okay. So you're starting us off, right? Yep. So to start off, we have the Reinheitsger boat. And there was a version of this law that was adopted in Bavaria in 1516. And essentially, it's like, all right, um, if you're going to make beer, it has to be made with water, barley, and hops. Um, but obviously now we have a yeast and the act of beer is called brewing and how that kind of works is you add warm water to malted barley um, or and other grains and that water essentially extracts the sugary substance from the grains, right? Um, and the enzymes in the barley change and uh, they, they create simple sugars. So that's called the mash. Water is then sparged or drained from the grain, and now the water is called wort, and it's spelled W-O-R-T. Looks like wort, pronounced wort. Uh, the wort is boiled and hops are added, so hops can give you different flavorings, something that's like resinous or floral or citrusy. And after boiling the wort, it's cooled down and yeast is added. And yeast, they, yeast loves sugar. So basically it's like num, 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 num. And eats up all of that <laughs> sugary wort, right? And then it, it um, excretes alcohol. So alcohol is yeast poop. I'm learning. Sorry. This it's, is my learning thing. Yeah, you look really I'm happy. I feel I, like No, I love this. this. I love this. See, guys, Alicia, like, knows this shit. I am so – first of all, I love hearing when people know things. And you're teaching me, and my favorite thing in the world is learning because I'm a Ravenclaw. So I'm just, like, into this. I'm sorry. Please no, ignore it's okay. my, it's okay. it's <laughs> my face, which is, like, in awe of you right now. I worked for breweries for a long time, and my favorite part on the brewery tour was to be, like, and the part you get drunk off is yeast shit. And, like, some people were, like, cool, and, and like, a lot of faces were, like, ew. But that, that's no, I'm my like, favorite this part. Is fat. My face is fascinating. <laughs> and so you can add different things like adjuncts. You can obviously make 
fruity beers. There's a lot you can do with it. But basically, when you go into a brewery, you see these big like mash tuns and boil kettles, and that's what's happening in there. It's a, actually a very simple process. Um, yeah, you add some some water to grains, boil it all up, and then you gets you know you add hops to it. Then that gets drained, and you got the yeast, they go in there, make the alcohol, and then it goes through a heat exchange, which cools it down. Then you can take, send it to fermenting. You have ales and lagers. Um, a lot of uh, smaller breweries will make ales. Uh, they're a lot quicker. The fermentation time is a lot quicker than a lager. Fermentation time for ales is like two to three weeks. Oh, nice. Um, lagers is like, I think it's up to six months or maybe longer. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's a lot, like economically speaking, it's cheaper to make ales. So right. there's a lot of ales. Um, some of the terms we'll be using, ABV, it's alcohol by volume. So when you look at a beer and it's like ABV 7, that tells you how fast you're going to get drunk. There's this great brewery. If you ever find yourself, again, in Fort Collins, it might come up a few times this episode. Sorry. It's my roots and it is the... We don't do beer in Arkansas. We do whiskey and bourbon. Whiskey and bourbon. Yeah. They have said that the Fountain of Youth is in Fort Collins and it's made out of beer. But <laughs> anyway, um, outside of Fort Collins, I think it's in Boulder, Avery Brewing. They have beers that are like 23% ABV. What? You drink one. It's one and done, right? Right. Or two. Like and, a terremoto. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's like a terremoto. Ter- yeah. Terremoto. It's a terremoto. Um, we also will be talking about SRM, so the standard reference method, and that's – Basically, Unless um, she says we, like I'm going to remember these abbreviations. Bethany will. We'll, we'll at the end of this episode, <laughs> gosh dang it. Um, it's the method for color assessment um, of wort or beer as published by the recommendation methods of the American Society for Brewing Chemists. So it's how dark or light a beer is essentially. Oh, okay, cool. Then you have IBU and that's the abbreviation for International Bitterness Units. Uh, mm. It's a scale that kind of tells you the perceived bitterness of beer. So if it's high IBU. IBUs might be something like really hoppy IPA. Right. So I say words like, mm, this is really hoppy when I drink beer. Hoppy. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Feel like I know what I'm saying. But that's fine. Yeah. Right? I'm, and I it just, I'm going to mess up when I'm talking about this stuff on this episode too. So take it with a grain of salt. Any beer aficionados out there. Right. If Beer Vaughn is listening to this, we're sorry. Guys. We're so sorry. We, 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 we love you. So we sorry. support you. We want people to buy from you. But. You know, this is as good as it's going to get. Yeah. Will we represent your beer appropriately? Who Probably knows? <laughs> <laughs> but we'll try. Okay, so I'm going to talk specifically about beer in Chile. So the primary beer brewed and consumed in Chile is the pale lager. Though Chile also has traditional brewing of corn beer, which is known as chicha. Uh, Chilean beer history has a strong German influence. Some of the bigger beer producers are from the country's southern lake districts, a region populated by a great number of German immigrants during the 19th century. Chile also produces English ale-style craft beers while also developing its own craft beer identity. There is a long tradition of brewing this drink called chicha that I mentioned previously. Um, It can be classified as a corn beer by modern standards, though it is not considered such in South America. Chicha was originally brewed with corn, influenced by the Andean cultures of northern Chile and Peru. But during colonial times, apple and grape chicha started to be brewed across the country as a cheaper alternative to wine. Which is mostly what you'll find today during September celebrations and at fondas. So as September um, approaches, you'll be able to go to fonda, but I am sure you'll be able to find chicha, which is really delicious, but will give you a headache. Um, modern beer 
And then this article says, in Spanish, cerveza. <laughs> in Chile, it began in the 19th century when European beer was first introduced in the years after Chile gained independence. With the arrival of German immigrants around 1850, massive beer production began. By the, year, by the end of the 19th century, beer was consumed all over the country. Beer consumption and culture then spread across the country from cities with high immigrant populations such as Valdivia and Valparaiso. In 1907, 20 million liters of beer were produced in Valdivia. By 1997, Chilean beer consumption reached 28 liters per year per capita. <laughs> and by 2013, this had increased to 40 liters per year per capita. And during quarantine, how many liters per capita do you think that is? Oh, I don't even know. Girl. Okay. Although Chilean beer consumption is low compared to the rest of the South America region, beer is still the most consumed alcoholic beverage in Chile and takes 60% of the total market share for alcoholic drinks. Premium beers alone hold an 18% share of the total market. The highest share seems to be among... What? The highest share seems to be among the countries of the region? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> you know. Okay, craft beers in Chile, part of the so-called premium sector craft beers, have gained ground in recent years. And today there are more than 300 microbreweries in Chile. Cia Cervecerias... Unidas S.A., a local beer company, is the leading Chilean beer company producing mainly lager beers. So there are two main big industrial large-scale beer producers in Chile, which is what I just mentioned, Compañía de Cervecerías Unidas CCU and Cervecería Chile. All others are considered small producers, low-volume, and or craft producers. Famous beers you might have drank from CCU include, include Cristal, Escudo, Royal Guard, and Lemon Stone. Lemon Stone is gross. Lemon Stone. Have you had it? No. It's it's a, it's like a it a, it's beer, but it's also Sprite. It's like a it's that's that's it. It's like beer and Sprite mixed together. It sounds like a hard pass. It's it's a hard pass. It's like. A lemon fan shop kind of situation. Uh, it's gross. Uh, um, if you haven't listened to our experience with fan shop, uh, check out our first ever episode. That it was, was so fun. That was fun, but we had to try fan shop, and it was not a. That was not that was fun. not fun. Not pleasant. Uh, so cerveceria Chile, one of the beers that you might recognize, is Becker. Um, so these companies also have licenses for some international big names such as Stella and Heineken. Although we are trying all beers. Nope. That's not true. Some of the beers today will be from small breweries. You might recognize some pretty big names as well. Um, some other big names you might recognize from quote, 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 unquote, smaller breweries are Koonsman, uh, Wayakan, and Jester. These are all popular beers from smaller beer companies. Austral uh, as well is considered a smaller beer company, but very popular in, um, in bars here. Uh, so the highest rated beer, according to ratebeer.com in Chile, is called the Granizo Tui Tui Imperial Black IPA, which is a black brown Cascadian IPA. Uh, okay, so we're starting with we're starting with uh, Becker. So how is this gonna work? Um, I think we just taste it and talk about it. So I can give you the first beer is Becker. Becker. I'm actually on the AB InBev Chili website. So these guys are related to Budweiser. And Bethany told me earlier that it's essentially 
bud. Right. So I have a friend who also used to work at a brewery, and she told me that Becker is literally just repackaged Budweiser, which is funny because they do sell Budweiser in Chile, and like rich people will buy Budweiser, but right. they won't buy Becker. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, so I'm gonna taste it first, and okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna get the can so you can look. So if you haven't seen what Becker looks like, it says. It looks like Budweiser, like the it has like the symbol that's like Chilean, but it almost looks like the Budweiser. Same color, same color, same. red, white, and blue, tried and true. Um, has those like cursive letters under the Becker, you know, just like Budweiser does. Um, so I'll taste it first, and I'll give um, my professional opinion before Alicia gives her, you know, mediocre experience. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's see. Budweiser. <laughs> it's just, it's just Budweiser. Like, yeah, it's just Budweiser. So if you're like, maybe you're <laughs> huge made face. You don't like Budweiser. No, I'm just. We can we can keep this to drink in between our real beers to hydrate with. No, literally. So, okay. So I'm from the south, and we drink a shit ton of Bud Light and Budweiser and everything. But that's because in our culture in the south, that's what we get drunk on. Like, so you cannot have, like, a really heavy beer. Like, you're not drinking, like, IPAs. You're not pounding those. You're pounding this because it's basically water with alcohol in it, which it has a 4.5. Yeah, 4.5 comes in at a hefty 4.5% ABV. A-H-P-V. A-B-V. Um, 4.5% alcohol thingy. Um, And... It's a lager. It, it has yeah. balanced flavor. It's it's refreshing. And, like, girl, like, I'm originally from South Dakota, so I feel yeah, you on the blueberries yeah. all day. Like, yeah. Like, that's what you pound. This is – you pound this. O to B 20 again. O to be able to pound beers again. Yeah. This is going to – this one sip of Becker that I've had is going to make me hurt in the morning. Yeah. I have a root canal tomorrow, so maybe I'll just sleep through it. Enjoy your youth while you can, everyone. Yeah. I thought you were talking to me. I was like, we are, like, seven months apart. Cheers. Bottoms up. Bottoms Cheers. up. <laughs> oh, the memories. The memories. Pounding those beers. Take it down to Pound Town. <laughs> Take it down to Pound Town. Okay, that's what I basically said. Okay, so our next beer, what is it? It's Cristal. So, oh, God, La Cerveza Cristal is a brand of beer in Chile. Um, it belongs to a multinational company, United Brewers, or CCU, born in Valpo in 1850. So, long yeah. time ago. Yes, and um, this is, like, the typical, like, I hate to say this word, flight de beer, uh, in the fact that it's just, like, the cheapest thing that you can get, almost, um, and it's everywhere. So, um, I have many, uh, and th my first, my first day in Chile, I landed, I hadn't slept all night and I was the day of the world cup, like the year that Chile was in the world cup, you know, Olé. Oh, <laughs> arriba! no, <laughs> sorry. And I landed in Chile and I got to my friend's house and she handed me a cristal. Like, I remember that. And there's a picture of me with like cristal in my hand being like, and I didn't know what it was. Like, I didn't know because beer cans look different here. So I was like, what? And so that's my story. I hope you liked it. It was a great story. I loved it. <laughs> so 
anyway, that was my first. So I have tried this beer before. It's been a long time, so I'm not a fan. But let's try it. You can tell me what you think. I'm gonna... This does look darker than the Becker. It's a little bit darker. It is a little bit darker. Oh, it's a strong... It's stronger. It's less watery. Yeah. It's it's just... It's, again, it's, like, pretty bright, crisp. Yeah. It's, like, what you it's want on a, a fucking hot day. It's hot outside, and you just sat down, and you're sweaty, and somebody brings up an icy cristal. And you're like, yes. Like, you don't care what it tastes like. It's just cold. It's cold. It's cold, and it's got alcohol in it. That's how I would describe this beer. It's, it's cold. It's, it's, it's cold. It's cold. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you know this, ladies and gentlemen, um, and those of the non-binary, but we are – she's pouring us a good amount of this beer, and we are chugging it post-haste. Yes. This, uh, this beer comes in at 4.6% ABV. Mm. Okay, so basically like Becker. It is, it has, like, I'm, it's very interesting for me to compare, because I've had Becker too, obviously, to compare the two side by side, which I've never really done, because if I'm drinking Cristal and Becker, I'm just like, what is my goal today? Get drunk. I'm not doing, going, what is the crisp flavor? So it's interesting how Cristal is, is a different, like a completely different flavor. It's less water, more It has a richer mouthfeel, but yeah. by just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not a, it's not a, it's a, it's a, it's like a, it's like a domestic. It's like a typical gringo domestic, I would say. SRM's probably around like six, five. Six, five what? Six. What do, what's like how dark it is? Oh, okay. I don't know what any of that means. You're once again throwing numbers in my face and I think you're just doing it to intimidate me. No, I'm not. I swear to God, I'm not. <laughs> Payback's going to be a bitch from the wine episode. Oh, Yeah. Okay, so are we pounding this now? Can you pound this? Can you? Girl, I, I, oh my good. I Chugging was in a contest? sorority. I was in a sorority. Not, I'm not The proud sorority of that. authority. That's your new nickname. That's what you're going to my phone is. Oh, now. God this damn. Is, yeah. Okay, one, two, three. Salute, Penguin and Alicia. Okay, so what's the next beer on the docket here? We have a uh, Kolsch, and it's Kolsche Tumare? Kolsche Tumare. Okay, so this one is actually a craft beer, right? It is, and it's 5% yeah. ABV. Okay. IBU's 25. Mm-hmm. It's a Kolsch, so it is a traditional German style beer. Steyr beer? Steyr beer. Steyr beer. Um, golden colored, and it is um, a little bit malty, and it has a biscuit and a green character, apparently. So let's taste it and find out for ourselves. Okay, so this we're going to put all of these beers, pictures, up on the, the Instagram, if you want to follow us and see all those, so you can see pictures. At Chile Today Podcast. Yourself. At Chile Today Podcast. Also, if you have any suggestions on other beers we should try in our uh, maybe a sequel this so this is what's this brewery called intrinsical 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 okay. i couldn't find where they were located cole chatumad oh it says right here oh just kidding it's on the bottle <laughs> just go <laughs> fucking figure um santiago oh there you go yeah so intrinsical out of santiago intrinsical is a fruit of affection study force and all of the passion i'm translating from spanish we hope that each beer chela together with refreshing you makes you feel 
part of this. Cute. My first dog's name was Cello. No way! Yeah. Your first dog's name was Beer. Yeah, Chilita. Oh, I mean, little Chilita. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's try this culture to madre. Culture to madre. Okay, so Cheers. Do we, when you have beer, you smell it yeah, like you a can wine. Smell it. Yeah, um, that's we don't have snifters, but we have a glass that sort of resembles a snifter. What's a snifter? It's like what you drink. Um, you can drink a lot of different alcoholic beverages. Tumblers. I don't know what a tumbler is. I'm not sure what a tumbler is. I think that's what you like mix drinks in, right? Like you put it and then you. I think it's called a shaker. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So snifter, which is for sniffing. Yeah. Okay. I can tell this is not a shitty, like it's more, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Crystal. I can tell this is more artisanal than the previous beers. I'm getting a little citrus. Yeah. Like a teeny tiny bit of citrus. Floral. Smells, it smells, um. A little biscuity. I don't know. (laughs) It smells beer. Okay. It biscuity? Is that something you oh, can yeah. say? Okay, I'm gonna drink it. Oh, I like that. Me too. It's a little bit of a creamy mouthfeel, actually. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, this makes sense. I see I would I knew I would like this. It's not an IPA. It's a tiny bit tiny, tiny bit spicy. Um, not much at all. I like it a lot. It's really nice. You get a little nice finish with the bitterness. The yeah. hops give you like sort of like, but the just end. like a little, not like overwhelming perky. at all. <laughs> okay, biscuity, perky. So you can use the same terms of beer as you can use for breasts. Exactly, bit perky, bit soft, bit soft, bouncy. No. <laughs> The beer is pretty bouncy. <laughs> oh, this episode's going down real quick. <laughs> We've chugged two beers already. Now- Are we chugging? Yeah. Um, I really like that. I would buy this one again. I like this one a lot. I would buy this again. Way better than those other two. Oh yes, I would. I would buy this and drink it like on like an enjoying after work. Like I'm fucking done with today. Yeah. Let me just relax with a beer. It finishes dry. Right. It's not heavy at all. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice. I like it. Great. Are we gonna? gonna oh yeah. Dang, 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 down, <laughs> down in the gullet. Can I help you? Is it Can I help you, sir? Yeah, help me. So, first of all, you need a real bottle opener. What is this bullshit? You're gonna like flick it in my face, homie. <laughs> if only. What are you going across the room for? Just gonna make it a lighter. Oh. No, I got it. I got it. I st- it. Okay. Okay. So what? This so I don't. Mask. Yeah, this beer people family friends is uh i don't remember so like i bought it at beer vana and the guy like tried to warn me of something while i was there and he was like dun 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 but i didn't hear what he said no one's gonna be like hey what'd you say so i was like oh don't worry so i don't know he warned me about them it's a farmhouse ale he said it's acidic or i guess it's sour i'm sorry i keep burping right into your face i like it So, um, farmhouse ales are pretty neato. From what I understand, oh man, there's this brewery in Austin, Texas, Jester King. If you guys ever get to Austin, Texas, definitely check out Jester My King. My brother used to live in Austin. And they have a cool ship. Um, and 
they basically like leave the beer out and at the farm all these like little particles of like natural yeast come in and help ferment the beer so it's super cool so this actual so farmhouse is a type of beer yeah it's a style Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so this is called Noble Alerce. 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 Nope. Alerce. In English, it's Noble Larch. <laughs> Sorry, I just got okay. really excited about that. <laughs> and um, I didn't realize. Oh, okay. So this is from Valpo. And the brewery is Granizo. Yeah, so wait. Wasn't our last one Granizo? No. No, no, no. Yep, that one. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, rewind yeah. your podcast. Yes, <laughs> just rewind your podcast to remember that. No, this one's from Quilpue, which is in region Valparaiso. Um, the bottle's beautiful, by the way. It's so pretty. Well it done. looks like a champagne, like it's a little miniature champagne bottle. Totes gorge. It's pretty. It's super pretty. We also got this one from Beervana. We did not get Christelle and Becker from Beervana. To, to, okay, they wouldn't, they're not going to go there with that. You can get that at your local botilleria or, which means liquor store. Or supermarket. For the primo shit. For the primo shit that we're presenting you today with our professional opinions. Super professional. Uh, This is all at Biravana. Like I said, super close to Metro Tobalaba. Like, dude, across the street from the Cusinera Center. Great prices. Love them. Great guys. Also, we'll tell you anything you need to know ever about beer because that's their passion. Farmhouse ales, super cool. So they are a little bit funky. Sometimes they'll have uh, flavors reminiscent of, like, wet hay which, I mean, when we use, yeah, your face just made a thing. Basically, like, you can you can use these flavors to describe beer, but it doesn't necessarily mean, like, you're chewing on some hay. You know what I mean? Um, and it's going to be a little bit tart, kind of like an unripened strawberry, if you okay. will. Okay. I like, I like, I've had sour beers before it's, that I like. That's kind of what it's reminiscent of, right? Like, like a Cezanne almost. You said right, like, I know. Right? I don't know. I haven't tried this. Right, I've never cheers. tried a, far- a farmhouse. Okay, cheers. Going to try this. Ooh, I like it's that. It's gorgeous. I have never had anything like that in my life before. So this beer is super special. Um, it's a mixed fermentation beer that has matured um, for eight months in barrels um, that are over 100 years old. Wow. In Alerce barrels. Nice. Good Good on you, Kilpway. That's super cool. So it's very refreshing. Um, it's highly carbonated, in my opinion. Like It's very crisp and it's very bright. It's super... Like, I do think... I, I It's... Almost cidery, but it's not real sweet. It's very, like the guy said at the thing, acidic. Like, almost like a lemon. But it's very but not balanced. Sweet. You get I some agree. fruity flavors, um, and you get a little bit of, like, a tiny bit of spice in there, too. It's pretty well balanced. Right. If you want to try something new, because this was new for me, I totally recommend. Really cool. I like it. It's it's lovely. Yeah. Okay, so she's, she's I'm unprofessional like it. She's professional like it. Pinguino's a penguin, so he doesn't count. But... Pair it with a pie. A pie pairing. Yeah. Oh, it's great. I like it. Pie. I like it. I don't think it's for everyone, but I like it. I love it. Yeah. If you're a cider person and you want something that's not so sweet as a cider, I feel like you would like this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Salute. Salute. Family. So, uh, next beer. I'm going to try not to burp while I'm saying this. I'm it's sorry. It's an IPA. Here in Chile, I've noticed they call them IPAs. IPA. Okay. So, this is... IPA CSM, which if you don't know what that is, it's Concha Sumari. Oh, I said that so gringo. I think you said it nice. Okay. Concha Sumari. Okay. So it's an IPA. Indian Pale Ale. Um, 7% ALC. What? Is that ABV? ALC? I think it's supposed to be 
It but might be uh, what they say in Chile. Maybe, yeah. Interesting. Because mm. it's been saying ALC this whole time, and I've been trying to remember the acronym. And uh, 70 IBU. So we got ourselves a little hoppy guy here. The can is adorable. It's beautiful. Out of all of the... I thought that the bottle that we drank last, the farmhouse ale, was pretty classy. This one is beautiful. And these guys, their website looks amazing. It's Alameda Beer Co. Alameda Beer I'm, Co. I'm pretty sure these are the same guys that own Beerana. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they have like a whole line of beers. And I have tried one of their beers. Um, and I really, really liked it. It wasn't this one. But uh, it had like, I think, an orange... Orange. Like an orange etiqueta. I don't know. What, what is it? Label. Um, see, when you get drunk, your Spanglish gets better and your English goes away. Yeah. For like three seconds there, I got really confused because I thought you were speaking Spanish. And then I was like, we shouldn't do this in Spanish. But anyway, there's three seconds. Okay. So um, Indian Pale Ale. It smells... Del- it smells so fruity. Have you smelled it? Yeah, it's amazing. This, and I'm not an IPA kind of lady, but this smells super fruity. I like it. Cheers. Let's see what's going on here. Oh, it's fruity. It's really nice. Yeah. I'm not a huge IPA. I actually do not like IPAs, but I like this. It's very smooth. I like it a lot, too. Um, you definitely get citrus, which is nice. Very, very fruity. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> that was the desk. I was reading that. It looked cute. The, what it said? Which one? The little description. Oh, should we read it? Yeah, it says, Every weekend, the fairs take over the streets of Santiago, bringing with them a tumult of delicious flavors and aromas. Our IPA is a beer exclamation inspired by the freshness and diversity of local street markets. It combines notes of pine, herbs, and citrus thanks to uh, its abundance. Its abundant citra. Simcoe in mosaic hops. Conchitumare! So rich that it is impossible to describe it without squiggles. Squiggles? <laughs> Do you have the squiggles right now? That is adorable. It is a really cute uh, label. It's a good beer. I really like it. It's a bright beer. I like it a lot. Um, it is pretty bubbly, but it's also it's pretty it's very bubbly. doesn't finish very dry, though. No, it, like I like the word used bright use that word i think so it's a little spritzy i i like it, but i like me some i like my i like carbonated heavily carbonated beer i like this i feel bad i feel like beer is gonna judge us for chugging this too we're not gonna chug this one this one will just sip gingerly okay Ooh. okay awesome so our next one is an ipa as well our final one it's a juicy ipa it's called brazilian wax and then underneath it says so smooth and it has a lady swimming in some water her bikinis thrown in thrown onto onto a rock i think it's a palm tree oh it is a palm tree palm tree okay uh 5.8 percent it is um a hazy beer a little bit hazy and it kind of has like a pinkish orange color to it Intense aroma. It has a hashtag from her to beer. From here to beer. From here to from beer. From here to beer. So if you've had this, hashtag us from here to beer. We're going to hashtag them. Mm. I haven't tried it yet. Hold on. Get some like coconut. That is interesting. I love it. It's smooth, hazy. It is definitely like tropical y. I get some like mango. 
that is a tropical beer. Like it's in when I say tropical, I mean it's still a beer. It's not like a fruit, you know, like you have the like Galafate, like Austral like beer. Like it's super it's a beer. It's like a fruity IPA. It's but it's got like fruity undertones. It's five percent ABV. Probably said that already. At this point, who could say? <laughs> what did we say? It is uh yeah, soft, juicy, delicious. It, it's good so who's this company so smooth um so tamango smooth. uh tamango yeah 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 wow yeah they're cool let's see where it says um kilikura from kilikura i love kilikura they have a really pretty etiqueta label as well i like it i like it a lot definitely try these beers um we had we had a lot of fun, fun. too much fun these. Pinguin is about to lose his top. Yeah, he's his gonna have to do a lot of editing. Out. He's oh, sorry. I know, but he loves us. We gave him beer. Like, try these beers. We're gonna post them on our Instagram at Chile Today Podcast. It's uh, we're gonna definitely do a part two. If there's a beer in Chile that is a Chilean beer that you love that we should try, that we should. Um, we, we should rate or we should talk about. Let us know. Do you have a beer that you have made and you're Chilean and you want us to promote? We're we'll drink so, it. yeah, we will drink it. We will try it. We will promote it on this show. Absolutely. Yeah. So let us know. Also, if you own a pub, anything like that, or you have any suggestions, let us know. We had really a lot of fun. We hope you have, we hope you had fun too. Side note, if you find yourself in Puerto Rico, Puerto, Puerto, Puerto. <laughs> if you find yourself in Puerto Natales, uh, check out Beguales, which means wild horses. I think it's the prettiest is that a word. Brewery? It's a brewery. It's a little craft brewery at the tip of the world. Delicious. That's awesome. We hiked the W and finished it off with some of that beer. We hiked the W, the hotel. No, the W, the <laughs> no, the the Gringo <laughs> W in in a. I've hiked the W in the Patagonias. I took goodness. both those elevators. The W Hotel is very confusing. Have you been up there? Yeah, and they have food at the top, and you can drink wine and act like an idiot, and they don't yell no. at you. care. They like, don't. no, and it's a very, like, cool place to hang out. This episode is sponsored <laughs> by the W <laughs> Oh, I miss going to the W. It's confusing, though, because you have to take one elevator, and then you have to walk down the hall and take another elevator. If you like this episode, if you have to rate, <laughs> rate and subscribe to our channel. Um, for ser- for seriously though, oh, if God. you if you <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, um, or if you have suggestions, we keep getting emails from you guys for things that we should do. We love that. Love it. We love it. Makes Look, our if, hearts if you're- full. What makes our hearts full? It makes our hearts full. Yes. If we love hearing from you guys, if you want to send us a great story about Chile, we will read it on our podcast. This podcast is for you guys it's to help you guys it's to make you laugh it's to help you feel like you have an expat family an immigrant family we're here for you um so whatever you want whatever you have questions about whatever you have suggestions we want those so uh the best way to get in contact with us is at chile today podcast on instagram or email us at chile today podcast at gmail.com if you like our our episodes and you want to support us to help us buy more beer for Pinguino or do other episodes like this, you can go to um, buymeacoffee.com slash chiletodaypod and you can find extra content there, other bloopers and Q&As and things like that. And Or maybe you could just, you know, leave us a message, maybe buy us a coffee. It'd be great. We'd love to hear from you. Stay safe and support your local craft brewer. Absolutely. Bye. Bye.